Founders of B2B SaaS companies are uniformly concerned with optimizing what's known as product market fit. That's the ability and position of a company to serve a large market with a service that satisfies an urgently felt need or desire. Now, given that having a large, enthusiastic customer base and products or services to satisfy and delight them is the foundation of any successful business, this kind of makes sense. And yet, at the same time, we found that SaaS companies too often assume that each and every growth hiccup lower revenues than they would like to see, higher cost of acquisition, etc. They must be the result of imperfect product market fit. And more frequently than founders tend to think, this turns out to not be the case. However, to fix what they perceive to be the problem, we've seen SaaS companies try various approaches. First one we call, if you build it, they will come. Companies taking this tack proceed from the expectation that if they offer a well-designed product that addresses a specific need, eventually the market will come regardless of all other variables. The second one is advanced customer development. Rather than rely on inspiration and market research, some companies try going directly to the people, surveying public interest, and designing products and services that seem to correspond. And then another one that we call the founder's circle, which is a more targeted cousin to the customer development model. The founder's circle approach aims to establish paying subscribers before the product and service to which they're subscribing actually reaches the market, providing these early adopters preferential treatment in exchange. It's not that any of these strategies are wrong per se. Each of them has been used successfully many times over, but they all boil down to trying to achieve product market fit, often incorporating pivots from one product to another, one market to another, or even both. And when a company can't think beyond product market fit, they're liable to miss something frequently hidden in plain sight. Product market fit isn't always the problem. Our B2B SaaS clients almost always have great products and they've usually identified the right markets for them. So when it comes to analyzing why they aren't doing as much business as they'd like or the kind of business that they'd like to do, we very often find ourselves looking beyond product market fit. Now over the years, we've identified and defined six other fits that B2B SaaS companies commonly have issues with that are often mistaken for issues related to product market fit. Those are message market fit, customer channel fit, customer content fit, journey offer fit, funding velocity fit, customer offer fit. What they all have in common is that at their core, they're problems of communication of failing to say the right thing to the right customer at the right stage in the customer's journey towards subscribing to a SaaS solution. In this episode, we'll explain how to spot the symptoms and work towards solutions for each so that SaaS founders can begin making the appropriate fixes to the fits that are actually broken and to spend less time worrying about product market fit when that may not even be the problem. An additional area which we think of as complementary to these other types of fit is something that we call talent trajectory fit. Now, we won't be exploring it in depth in this episode, but it's worth keeping in mind. In short, SaaS companies need to be sure that their talent, both in-house and external agency hires, are of a caliber equal to the ambition of the company, that their abilities allow them to follow the planned trajectory of the firm. This might sound obvious, but time and time again, we've seen founders trying to reach growth goals without hiring a team that was up to the challenge. And to truly capitalize on the potential of these six other types of fit, It's absolutely essential that founders get the right people on board. I'm Mark Thomas, I'm the head of growth at Powered by Search. And today I'm gonna talk you through some of the best knowledge that we have on building B2B SaaS businesses. Now, if any of this is interesting to you and you wanna read more, you should go to our website, it's poweredbysearch.com and check us out there. 
Let's start by talking about message market fit. Now, some years ago, a B2B SaaS company called Structure Studios, which is a maker of landscape design software designed for professional contractors, came to us with the classic symptoms of faulty message market fit, which occurs when a company's messaging is somehow filtering ideal customers out of their sales funnel. When Structure Studios got what they thought of as the right leads, those are contractors who'd already decided that they would invest in landscape design software of some kind, they saw great sales conversion rates. But contracting pros who were less sure about a software solution were slower to bite, and many ultimately opted out entirely, often citing concerns about cost. As a result, Structure Studios' customer acquisition cost was high, and in response, they'd been focusing almost exclusively on capturing bottom-of-funnel traffic, having effectively concluded that ready-to-buy contractors were their ideal customers. Now, of course, that's not true, or at least it's partially true. This over-reliance on the acquisition of exclusively bottom-of-funnel customers is an extremely common problem among SaaS companies. The problem being it severely limits the acquirable market, which stifles growth. Basically, for structured studios, there were tons of additional ideal customers out there. They just needed the right messaging to reach them. Now, getting message market fit right isn't simply a matter of coming up with a catchier tagline. To fix it, B2B SaaS companies need to actually figure out what about their messaging is failing to communicate the benefits of their product to their ideal customer. Now, in the case of Structure Studios, they were taking for granted that contractors would see for themselves that Structure Studios had great software and sign up. But even many contractors who readily acknowledged that the high quality of Structure Studios products were there, they weren't converting. The problem was that Structure Studios messaging wasn't doing a good job of explaining how their software could grow contractors' businesses. Now, properly deployed, it wasn't a cost. The software was a revenue generator, allowing landscape contractors to show homeowners in navigable 3D renderings what their new $100,000 backyard would look like. Now, by eliminating the need for landscaping customers to imagine what their products might look like on the basis of line drawings on graph paper, Structure Studio's products stood to allow contractors to pitch and win bigger, more complex, and more expensive contracts. By helping Structure Studios redesign their messaging to emphasize their software's value as a marketing tool for landscape contractors, we help them take advantage of a much larger segment of their ideal market, increasing their annual revenue by 50% to more than $12 million ARR. You can read about that in greater detail on our website. Just go to the client and wins page. Now let's talk about customer channel fit. Getting customer channel fit is a question of figuring out the acquisition channels best suited to a company's customers. The classic symptom of trouble in this area is a blog with heavy traffic of visitors that don't convert or otherwise engage more deeply at all with the website. This suggests that the company's marketers are using channels that are visited by people who are actually uninterested in their services at all. For most B2B SaaS companies, organic search is one channel that will be included in any strong marketing strategy. But too many organic search marketers focus on high traffic search terms rather than the terms that reflect the pain points of their companies or clients' ideal customer. This kind of misfire can be seen in especially stark relief in the case of category-creating SaaS companies, say HubSpot around the year 2005, that need to create rather than harvest demand. But it's common across the board. A substantial reason for this sort of high-volume, non-converting traffic that we mentioned above. Now, in addition to honing in on pain point-based keywords, the most successful B2B SaaS companies are thoughtful about targeting keywords that indicate intent to purchase. 
Those are searches that suggest awareness of a problem and a motivated journey towards a solution. Now we've talked previously about the importance of pain point awareness and understanding ideal customer intent in the context of paid ads. And this is a core part of our process when working with SaaS clients. And to some extent, getting a message in front of the right customers is a matter of testing paid channels to see which ones produce the best results. But strategic thinking is important here too. Is the SaaS solution something that the ideal customer is likely to be actively looking for, making intent-based channels like Google and YouTube ads pretty logical? Or is it a solution for which little awareness exists, making latent channels where the customer is present but not necessarily looking like LinkedIn and Facebook more sensible? Picture this. You're the person who drove the idea of a business model that was one of the main reasons that HubSpot pulled off such a good IPO. And then you join a startup that has a few thousand dollars MRR. Not tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, just thousands. Find out more about why Pete Caputa made that big career move and how he grew Databox from a few thousand MRR to hundreds of thousands. That's episode two of Inflection Point, available wherever you get your podcasts. Back to the show. Moving on here to customer content fit. Now, customer content fit is a subsidiary of message market fit. And it's the degree to which a SaaS company's marketing content is effectively educating and motivating their ideal customers. Now it goes awry when content appropriate for customers at one stage of the sales funnel is being shown to customers at another stage. For B2B SaaS companies, a common version of this mistake is to show customers at the top of the funnel, those who are problem unaware, content that's best suited for customers at the bottom who already intend to purchase a solution. So a CTA to sign up for a free demo, for example. Although many SaaS companies aren't conscious of the fact that they have this problem, it's a real easy one to spot. You can see if there's a mismatch between marketing content and the customer viewing, there's a customer content fit issue. Now, when customer content fit is on point, customers see messaging that speaks to their current place in the sales funnel and which moves them closer to readiness to purchase. So customers who are problem unaware might see content designed to heighten their awareness and to provide some cost-free utility. So a path towards their desired result or a strategy for mitigating risk of avoiding loss. Examples here might include something like an Excel template or a calculator. Customers who are aware of the problem, but not with a solution, see content that mirrors their pain points and offers case studies showing how others who have been in their position have moved past the problem of implementing a solution along the lines of the one that the SaaS company offers. And customers who are solution aware and actively seeking to make a buying decision see content including testimonials, advertorials, and webinars. Now what's important at this stage is that the content enables the customer to see themselves using the software before they opt in. Now we arrive at funding velocity fit. In our experience, most B2B SaaS companies know what their goals for monthly recurring revenue are. And they know that they need a budget for paid ads and organic search or content marketing. But they rarely understand that there's a direct mathematical connection between those two things. And they don't know how to calculate the latter, which we are gonna outline in a second. For a company lacking funding velocity fit, the most common and obvious symptom is that they've tried a variety of approaches to their marketing investment, dedicating various portions of their budget to various channels without reaching their target MRR. Almost invariably, the underlying cause is a marketing budget that is too small for the company's growth goals. So that's an investment in marketing funding that doesn't reflect their hope for growth velocity. Now we talked about this in a previous episode, 
and you should go back and listen to that one too. When we relate this to SaaS founders, they're often not surprised. They sometimes even have, admittedly, an arbitrary idea about how much they want to increase their spending. For companies in the $1 million to $10 million annual revenue range, the figure for increased marketing spend tends to come in at around $10,000 to $15,000. That's not necessarily a bad place to start. Better to ramp up gradually and observe the effects. Almost always more demos and at a stable or lower cost than to charge off into the unknown. But it also amounts to a goal without a real plan, which is, you know, magical thinking. For funded B2B SaaS companies, we generally recommend a three to one LTV to CAC ratio. And we've talked again extensively about how SaaS companies can calculate their marketing budgets with great precision, using a formula that we've devised to work backwards from the target MRR to arrive at the proper marketing spend in just a few easy steps. All right, next up, journey offer fit. Because marketing content generally comes along with an offer or lead magnet of one kind or another, the symptoms of imperfect journey offer fit might easily be mistaken for those of faulty customer content fit. The difference here is that there's a mismatch between the customer's position in the journey towards purchase and the offer or specific call to action being extended to them. The number one mistake in this category is to offer a demo or a trial to a customer who's not ready. For example, they're not familiar with the problem that the SaaS solution addresses and with how the kind of solution on offer stands to help them get to where they want to go. Now, for the same reasons we discussed in the section on customer content fit at the top of this episode, this is a pretty easy issue to spot, provided, of course, that the marketer can pass the difference between journey offer fit and customer content fit. But in addition to filtering ideal customers out of the sales funnel, failing to get journey offer fit right helps to prevent SaaS companies from differentiating between the customers visiting their website. And that is a serious problem. When journey offer fit is properly calibrated, customers see offers that are appropriate to their current place in the sales funnel and which encourage them to opt in so as to more clearly define themselves in future interactions. If someone opts in to get a PDF cheat sheet of the topics they read about in a blog post, then they've likely gone from being problem unaware to being problem aware. And if they downloaded a Google Doc, so a, let's use the example of a customer acquisition cost calculator, then they're aware of what CAC is and they're trying to find a way to understand it and then reduce it. This is a customer in all likelihood who's moving towards solution awareness if you've got that kind of product. Likewise, if someone downloads case studies, visits service pages and requests a proposal, then they're sure to be solution aware, seeking to make a buying decision. Last up, it's customer offer fit. For SaaS companies, customer offer fit is about keeping the customers that they have for longer and offering them new, often more expensive, products to deepen their engagement, making the company's SaaS solution seem indispensable to their business. Now, in our experience, many companies get this right or close to right, expanding revenue through upsell and cross-sell packs offered through email and or pop-ups. The trouble is that even the SaaS companies that do a pretty good job of this tend to stop too early limiting the channels which they approach their existing customers through and consequently their increasing churn and constraining their ability to increase revenue. Lots of not good things. To optimize customer offer fit, SaaS companies need to tap the same channels that they use to win their customers in the first place. Founders and marketing teams sometimes push back on the suggestion. Why not just reach out to our existing customers through email, they might say to us. It's cheaper, there are no additional incremental costs to tell customers that they should upgrade, and we already have access to them. And that point is 
yeah, well taken. There's no downside to using email in this capacity, but it is not enough. The problem is that email open rates are going down. So SaaS companies need to reach their customers in another way. And given that SaaS companies know a ton about their existing customers' behaviors, needs, and often frustrations, they're in a perfect position to target them through the appropriate channels with precisely the kind of messaging, content, and offer that's likely to get them to opt in to an upgrade. Just bringing this all together here. SaaS founders often assume that their growth problems are related to product market fit. But in reality, there are many different kinds of fit. We've identified six. Message market fit, customer channel fit, customer content fit, journey offer fit, funding velocity fit, and customer offer fit. There's a lot of variables there. You should look at your own business. Try to examine your funnel. Try to examine the body of marketing content and what gets delivered to each customer at the right time and what gets delivered at the wrong time. Go through top to bottom of the funnel and see where your holes are. I'll see you next time. So if you enjoyed that today and you want to do something about your B2B SaaS marketing, you should get in touch with us. You can do that by going to poweredbysearch.com and checking out our work with us page, or you can browse the case studies and blogs that we have on the site. Now, if you're not ready to do that, definitely say hi anyway. You can ping me on Twitter. I'm at I am Mark Thomas. That's Mark with a C. Or you can ping our founder and CEO, Dev Basu, D-E-V-B-A-S-U. Connect with us there. Looking forward to seeing you again for another episode.